Welcome to the Iowa Blue Showcase, episode 124. Thank you, thank you. It's here for Jono and his theme song. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Isn't it amazing to play that talk at the same time? Wow. Pretty awesome. Well, hey, tonight, <laughs> tonight we have a wonderful show. Uh, we're going to be, uh, our special guest is John East. Yay, John. John East. Hello. Yeah, we're going to do a two for tonight. Uh, we're going to have John East next week. will be the Bad Boys of Blues from Live at the Whiskey House from, what was that, two weeks ago? Whenever we last were there. So, a two for a John East. I like that. And uh, also, uh, you know, we got our letters segment and all sorts of fun stuff. And uh, I don't know. It's it's been kind of a it's been a week. <laughs> Put it that way. Um, so we're just uh, hanging in there here at the Iowa Blue Showcase Central, right here in the middle of Iowa, surrounded by cornfields. <laughs> Are you done yet, John? I can't tell. No, I think you still got a few more seconds. Okay, John's still playing. This is a great theme song. That's right. One night I just played the whole thing. Did, did you listen to that show? Yes, I just yes. played it. I played the whole song. I even played the first theme song I had. Yeah, it was real boring. No. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's your favorite time of the night. It's letters. 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 We get letters. We get stacks and stacks of letters. Letters. From Jeremy in Arizona. Um, let's see. What is the blues contest in Memphis about? Oh, uh, it's uh, about uh, blues bands from around the United States showing up in Memphis and competing against each other uh, in blood sport to see who survives. Right. They are from different blue societies <laughs> yes. around the United States, <laughs> and they win their contest locally, and then yes. they get to go to Memphis and compete in the national contest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not blood sport, is it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, and they play around town, and uh, they don't actually play at one spot like they used to. Back in the day when uh, I was in Kansas City, they all used to play in one big theater, and then they went one after another, and then... They would eventually, but they have so many bands now that they just spread it around town. And if you make it through the first, I think it's the first night, then they have like a, a main stage where everybody else competes. So that's, that's basically what, it, what it's about. I mean, and uh, you know, I've said it before, I'm, I'm kind of against uh, competition for blues, but you know, if other people want to do it, you know, we're not going to say no. You know, as long as it supports and promotes the music, I think that's probably all we can ask for. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't and know. And as long as it's about the music and not who has on the prettiest sequin jackets or something like that, I'd win that one. Yeah, <laughs> but I just bought a new one. <laughs> Come on. Well, you're not going to win a contest with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, letter number two. Letter, letter number, number two. Two. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Michael in Illinois says, I'm a struggling musician in my 20s. Should I give up or should I give blues a try? <laughs> Do you want to answer that one? I don't know if I want to answer that. 
I'll answer that one. Okay, no. go for it, John. The blues is a great place to start because it gives any music that you play soul. If you learn how to play the blues, you can move on to any kind of music you may like, and it'll always give you a good base to move from and give you a lot of soul. Most good bands have people in the band that started out playing the blues. Yeah, I agree totally. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I think... You know, I mentioned this. I won't mention any names or anything, but it makes a difference uh, when it just comes to just having to play something on the fly. If you've played blues and know how to, to improv, which is that's what blues is all about, especially solos, because, you know, yeah, we sort of play the same solo twice, but not really, you know, and the ability to, to just play a song and know where to go with it uh, being a blues man comes in handy. So, I mean, I've known a lot of blues men that can come in and play in bands, but I haven't known a lot of guys that can go in bands and just play in blues, though. So, blues is easy to learn, but a uh, lifetime to master. So, there yes. you go. But definitely give it a shot. And if you're from Illinois, yeah, don't give up. Yeah. And if you're Try from something else. Yeah. If you're from Illinois, I mean, and you're anywhere near Chicago or, Wis or upper Wisconsin, there's lots of uh, different blues things going on, so you might as well give it a shot. And the more you struggle, the more it'll come out in your music and it'll be better. That's right. That's right. All right. Letter number three. Letter number three. All right. This is from Siri in Memphis. Uh, Royce, jo Royce Johns, a blues man, no way. <laughs> See, I know where this came from. Because uh, uh, I had posted on our uh, webpage that there's a picture of Royce playing at the, the whole avenue. And I mentioned that he was a blues man when he was a kid. Because now he's a big country star. I don't know if you know that. He's got CDs out and all that. So... Um, uh, apparently, Siri doesn't believe that he started off playing blues as a kid. And the blues adds soul to his country. That's right. That's right. Although I have to admit, it'd be hard-pressed to hear blues in him because he, he does that stuff really well. I mean, he, you know, he never had that twang in his voice when he was, you know, singing with us. He was doing the Stevie Ray and stuff like that. But you listen to him now, man. He's got that twang, and, and he can even talk. He's got that drawl that you hear those country singers used to have back in the day. I mean, I mean, he's channeling like the legit country guys. I mean, the old country guys. He's not channeling these the new bro countries, you know. Even though he does, some of his songs sound a little bro country, but you know, he's channeling the real old guys. So, uh, good luck to him, and uh, hope he continues with his success, and hope someday he comes back to the blues. But uh, you know, he was a blues man when he was just a pup. So we remember him. He used to come down the whole avenue and play when he what was he seventeen? Yeah, yeah, me and Johnny were running the jam over there, and he was like 17, 18 years old, and coming in and playing with us, so we had a lot of fun. That's letters. Letters. We get letters. We get stacks and stacks of letters. That's a good song. Letters. Thank you. <laughs> so for those of you scoring home, that actually came from the Perry Como show, so quit writing letters about stealing from David Letterman. He stole it from Perry Como, so there you go. <laughs> we prefer sample. That's right, sample. All right, so Johnny's our guest tonight, and uh, we're just going to play some tunes and talk some blues and just have some fun. So, Johnny, what do you want to do? Why don't we do, in the key of E, any which way you want? A little just a simple number in the key of E. Good note. 
Are you ready, boys? Yes, a sir. One, two. A one, two, three. What else you got there? Well, Night Train, little little vamp in A minor, little Tab Ben Walker. A minor. Okay. okay. 
the night train, baby I got to roll 500 miles I'm a night train, baby I got to roll 500 miles You're the few that feeds my flame Burning, burning, baby You're the few that feeds my flame feeling the four, but it really wasn't there, was it? No. no. That's my fault. Who knows? No one will know. Oh, now they will, because I said it. But! They'll go, what's the four? Yeah, what's four? What's the four? What the heck is a four? So, Johnny, uh, I know you were part of that legendary Roosevelt class of musicians, because there are just so many guys from that high school that ended up playing around here, so... Uh, did you play with any of those cats when you were in high school? Because I, I don't remember. I know I've asked you this probably a thousand times, but. 
I did not. I, I didn't start playing until I was 20. So I was out of school when I really started playing and uh, went to all the parties with these guys. Had a great time going to parties and hanging with them and <laughs> doing such things as high school kids Did you ever do. go to George West's parties? I did. Man, that guy had some parties, man. Whenever you got George West and John East, you got it covered. There you go. Wasn't his dad a lawyer, though, George I West? I don't know. Because I remember he... I never got any letter from him. Oh. <laughs> I mean, George lived in a basement because I used to play in a band with him. And he used to have these parties. And there'd be like 60, 70 kids packed into his basement. It was amazing. And the music was good, too. That was the first time I ever saw illicit substances as well. <laughs> saw. So, uh, so uh, when you started in your 20s, what, what made you do that? Because most guys, you know, get into it in high school. But Well, I started trying to play when I was 15, and I had watched too many Jimi Hendrix videos, so I tried to restring a guitar backwards and play it, even though I was left-handed. Yeah. And it didn't go too far. It didn't work too good, and... And kind of put it down, and then when I was 20 years old, I was rolling down the road with a buddy of mine, and he said, well, you used to play guitar, didn't you? I said, yeah. And I explained the story to him. He said, well, you're left-handed, right? And I said, yeah. He said, why don't you try playing it normal? Just try playing it straight. And, and uh, at that time, I was unemployed. I'd been laid off. It was Reaganomics. Oh, yeah. And I got laid off. had to move back home to Mama's house. And uh, so I thought, well, i got to learn a skill. <laughs> I've got to learn a life skill here while I have this free time. My Something with a great future. Yeah, and at that time, they had uh, Maintenance Shop Blues on Channel 11. Oh, yeah, that was great. And so I would watch this Maintenance Shop Blues and uh, try and figure it out little by little and pl keep playing and start doing it, and that's how I started. Wow. Well, yeah, that whole, I know that Reaganomics thing, because that, that put me out, too, for a while. Um, and then so did Bush there in the 90s. <laughs> That was another time where I, I was a professional musician at that point because there was nothing really to do. So, starve. Struggle, yeah. as, the, as the, the letter writer said. Yeah. So, uh, when did you, just did, did you, when you started playing blues, was it with Scotty or? or I started going down to jams down at uh, Bags. Oh, yeah, yeah. On yeah. university. And I sat in the very first time with uh, Taz. Oh, wow. Band. <laughs> and I would learned one song, Stormy Monday. So I learned to play that and sat in with Taz and played and uh, started hanging out down there a little bit. And Scott Eggleston was hanging out down there a little bit. And uh, he started getting this band together. And he very kindly allowed me to join the band so I could learn to play a little bit. So we kind of came up together in that way. And it was just perfect timing. All right, the Soul Searchers. Yeah. It was called Johnny and the Soul Searchers. I remember, because I remember that day. Because when you left, I was the one that took your place for about three weeks. And then I think me and Malcolm had a falling out fairly quickly there. I don't know why. Malcolm's a great harp player. Um, but, uh, yeah. So you, I, so you never were a wingtip then? Uh, I played with the wingtips on and off. Just yeah, that's what I thought. I, I sat I, in with the wingtips, sure. So I remember seeing you with the wingtips all the time. Yeah, it was Scott, Scott Hartung's band and... And we would get together when he had an extra space for me. So, yeah, we did that also. Yeah, because I, I remember I'd come back to Des Moines, and uh, I'd want to hit the jams because uh, I was living in Kansas City. And, uh, and Scotty had some jam at the Down Under, which is no longer around. It's at Vaudeville Muse now. And that was a cool place, and I remember. It was called the Up and Under. Up and Under, that's right. Down Under is a different bar. <laughs> yeah, and it is still there. <laughs> yes, it's still there. Yes, you're right. 
All right, let's uh, let's do another thing. John straight, you know, he saves me. That was a good save. Quite a bit. We'd have been getting a letter from George West's dad. That's right. Hey, hey, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and play another song. Why don't you hit one, Tommy? What do you want to do? I'll back you up a little bit. Uh, okay, hang on here. I'm going to turn this down. I have, I'm monitoring, monitoring. Got family issues, so I'm keeping track of them. That's right. All right. Let's see. What song have I not done? Uh, no, that would have been a good song, but I don't have the lyrics in front of me. So. How about... Uh, do you think we could do Hard Times? Yeah, let's do that. What key do you want to do it in? G? Yeah, thank you. There you go. I just had to, yeah, it is, but the, the first the first chord is a D augmented. Yeah. You got it. Mama done told me. Before she passed away. She said son. Forget to pray Gonna be hard time Hard, hard times Nobody knows better
played a lot together. We, we've done a lot of those Jimmy Pryor shows. So many I lose count. Uh, and quite a few of them end up being podcasts. Oh, more than two. Because uh, <laughs> we did that uh, uh, we did the, uh, the one up in, in Marshalltown. And then we did the one uh, 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 oh uh, Bowlful Blues. Remember Bowlful Blues? Yes, I do. That was an awesome show. We played the whole avenue quite a bit. Yes, played the whole. And even when, uh, like, Scott Long or somebody else is, you always show up in these tapes. <laughs> I even have a tape from 1988 with the or the Tom Gary Blues Band where our special guest was you because apparently Lukart couldn't make it. So you tend to show up a lot. You save, you save the bacon of the band many times. When you're called upon, you got to answer That's the bell. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but... Uh, so you got the Sailorville Sliders, and uh, and you guys play every once in a while. I think you played more uh, uh, when I was up in Storm Lake than recently. But and then I've did you play much over there at that uh, that pizza place across the street from where you're at? Uh, Big Daddy Kane and I played a few shows over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did some duo shows. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just been. Uh, so what do you think about the blues scene in general? I think it's uh, it's coming back. I think it, you know it has its ups and downs like anything else. It's kind of a cycle, but uh, people go away and come back. And <laughs> sometimes world events give them the blues; they come right back to us. So I think it's uh, you got a lot of older guys. I wish we had more some younger talent coming in, some younger guys picking it up. That would be great, and I would be the first one to help these guys in any way I could if we could get some younger talent, and they might be out there working away in their bedroom right now, and they just got to come out, and we'll get them into the scene. Yeah, and you know, we're, you know, I mean, I know at least when we were running jams, that we were always kind of open-minded to the kids wanting to play, and, uh, you know, I mean, we did have our share of kids that kind of stuck their nose up at what we do, which, 
I don't know if it's because of our age, because I don't remember them doing that when we were younger. <laughs> Their lack of knowledge. So. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of feel feel kind of old sometimes. <laughs> there might be a little gender gap there in, in some respects, I'm sure. But anybody that uh, reaches yeah. out for help with music, they uh, music usually brings people together and closes all those gaps pretty quick. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is uh, I noticed when we played, uh, you, when you sat in with us with the rock band, that... that that the younger people tend not to walk away. At first, I wasn't sure they enjoyed us, but then uh, the word I got back was that, that we were really popular. So, uh, you know, so there's hope. And they didn't know we were playing a lot of blues that night either. So, because, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, Bob Pace kind of clued me into this like about three, four years ago, he's, you know, because he, he books himself as rock, but you know Bob because he, he sat in with us the other night, and uh, uh, he's uh, you know he's pretty much a, a blues guy. And he says, just you know, you tell the bar owner, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan, okay, and they'll go, yeah. And you go, is Eric Clapton okay? And they go, yeah. He says, yeah, that's all we play, and, and it works. It works. Beatles. I tell him we play a lot of Beatles too. Marketing, marketing, marketing. That's right. All right, got another one. You want me? Okay. How about how about since I mentioned Beatles would we'll do that Larry Williams tune that uh, Dizzy Miss Lizzy, which is a a hit of his back in the 1950s on the Specialty label. And kids, if you're ever out looking for 78s and you see a Specialty label, buy it. Yeah, Specialty label, 78. Can't go wrong. Larry Williams, Little Richard, all the greats, right there on that. That label. It was the greatest R&B label. Okay, maybe not the great. I just like it a lot. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're right.
That's good, though. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Now, did I ever ask you about the uh, the Blues Beatles? Have you heard them yet? I have not. I've heard of them, but I haven't Yeah, you got it. You got to download some of their stuff, man. It's it's on iTunes. You get their whole album for like six ninety nine. They're from Brazil. They're and and apparently bargain blues. Bargain blues. That's right. Uh, apparently, they uh, they they don't have copyright laws in Brazil because uh, they can advertise themselves as the B E A T L E S, <laughs> and no other band can do that. I know in the United States or England because you would get sued. Uh, but uh, they're called the Blues Beatles, and they are damn good. They're like real hardcore blues guys, and they rearrange every blues song, or every Beatles song into a blues song that they do. And it's like like a hard day's night. It starts off like this, like. <laughs> Like that, and it's crazy. It's like, it's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's like, it's crazy, but it's it's awesome. It's all rock and roll to me. That's right, baby, that's right. Speaking of internet, have you seen uh, Chris Gray and the Blues Band? With the, with the who? Chris Gray and the Blues Band. The B-L-U-E-S-P-A-N-D. The blue span. Yeah. No, I have not. I will send some to you. It's, okay. It's really good stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, now see, they've got free advertising on our on our podcast. That's right. Yeah. So now the whole world will know, from Kyakistan to yeah, at least one person in each country. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yeah. Yes. Did you listen to our show? We had like seventeen downloads from Kazakhstan. Yet. Yes. Yet. No. Yeah, those Russians are always playing games with us. Those for Daniel Tom Getty. Yes. They just want us to come tour someday, so <laughs> you know, we'll work it out. They're probably on your Facebook page. Uh, no, I'm real particular about who gets on my Facebook page. So. I mean, there aren't a lot of people's Facebook page these days. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what song do you want to do for the Russians? Tore down. Let's try tore down in C from the five. All right. Showed up and said, Now I will tell you when I'm told out. 
baby with all my might Love like mine is out of sight Love you in the morning, in the evening too Every time you leave me I get mad with you That's why I call down Like mine will never grow old. I lie for you if you want me to. I really don't believe that your love is true. said like it like that. That's the five royals. How did you discover the five royals? Because I got that by way of Jimmy Vaughn, who I really enjoy. Wow. Okay. And he did that song, and I kind of looked up the genesis of that song, and I love that song, and so I do that song. Y you know, I think wasn't did he induct them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't know. I think I saw a video of him doing that. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Yeah. Well, I got them from uh, a, a, a CD called uh, like Roots of Rock and Roll, and I, the one I, this the, the one I do that uh, uh, what's that something I forgot the name of it, but uh, uh, it's no sandwich with no beef. That's whatever. I don't know whatever. I like that song. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's where I got mine. But yeah, I didn't when you you uh, pulled that out of nowhere one night. Uh, we were jamming, and I was like, holy shit, that's five royals. 
And so then I thought, okay, well, if, if you can do that, then I can do that song. So there we go. Fair is fair. That's right. You want to try it? We could try it. John, have you ever played that song with No, me? I haven't. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's try it yeah. in the uh, key of A, could we? All right, we're going to see what happens. I'll give you a little intro first. I say, and fight when we get together make love all night <laughs> <laughs> I like it like that 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 She likes it like that I like it like that We like it like that I like it like that She my kind of baby Five Royals. <laughs> All five of them. That's right. That's right. 
Well, and the guitar player, I never can remember his name. Like Pullman? Is that his last name? Uh, I mean, when you listen to his guitar playing, it's like, and, he, and he, this is like pre-55 stuff. It's like you can hear, I mean, he's a blues man, but you can hear the rock and roll licks that he's, you know, the people that he's, that he's inventing right on the spot, you know. And uh, uh, like this is dedicated to the one I love. It's like you hear their version. It just rocks out like crazy versus the, you know, like the, the mamas and the papas. It's like it's just a little too Hollywood. Yeah, the Shirelles, yeah. That's a little better. At least it's soulful, but. Yeah, the Five L's one. It's like that's just a rocking tune. Well, I love the harmony vocals. I think that's just such a beautiful thing. I I just really enjoy harmony vocals in any kind of music. Yeah, and they were a gospel band, so like I have their greatest hits, and it's like there's like five or six that that are are his early the early gospel hits, and it's like you know, so you can see where they they you know it, it sounds like doo wop, but it really isn't. It's more gospel, but you know, I suppose gospel or doo wop had to come from somewhere, you know. <laughs> Maybe it was Blues Wop. Blues Wop. Blue Wop. That's right. That's right. You never know. You never know. All right. So I think we've got time for maybe one or two more tunes. Because uh, we always try to get about an hour with our intro and exit. So, yeah, we got time right. for a couple more. I'll do one more. How about uh, Key of E? Let's do I'm Ready. Okay. Well, well, I'm ready, ready as anybody can be. Said I'm ready, ready as anybody can be. Well, I'm ready for you, baby, and I hope you're ready for me. I wish I would Make a whole lot of love 
loving just to make me feel good Cause I'm ready Ready as anybody can be Yes, sir. Yeah, that sounded good. That sounded good. <laughs> really? <laughs> After midnight, alcohol wolf. That's right. Howling wolf. Was that howling wolf or that muddy? That, that no, that was muddy. That was muddy. That's muddy yeah. yeah. I sometimes forget. I get so confused. It's very confusing. Um. So anyway. <laughs> So what, what have we not covered? Oh, uh, Chicago Rick, you played with him for a while. Yes, indeed. I had the great pleasure of playing with him and learned a lot from him and uh, enjoyed the experience greatly, just the, the way he approached the music and some things he taught me along the way. Yeah, yeah. I remember one instance we were playing, I was a young man, and I, I ran the PA system because... I was, I was the young guy. I was the young guy, so I had to carry the PA. <laughs> you know, you got to break in. That's how. That's called yeah, breaking into the business. Right. <laughs> Paying your dues. Yes, and so one night I had some equipment problems. Things were breaking down, and I was getting frustrated. I was getting mad, and I was a young kid, and he comes up to me and says, well, says, you know, Johnny, when you have these kind of problems and things like this, and you get through them and you overcome them, it makes it all the better. <laughs> and all I really right. didn't understand it at the time, but as I grew older, I certainly did understand it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was, he's quite the educator, literally. Yeah, he was, and he always taught yeah. me to enjoy the moment. He says, you know, just these moments, you never know when they're going to be over. He says, always enjoy the moment, and that's something I always took away from him and always enjoyed the moment with Chicago Rick. Yeah, and you know the thing is, it, I think what, what, what gets me is I... I always thought he was old, and he wasn't. Because <laughs> when I played with him, he must have been in his, maybe his 40s, because he died when he was 59. And I know I played with him off and on for maybe 10, 15 years, so, uh, you know. But he lived a hard life, so. And back, back when I was with the Soul Searchers and we were just coming up, we would play Wellman's, and it was always just a rocking crowd. And he would come in, and that's when I started jamming with him at Wellman's. He would get up on stage with us and play. And uh, when I was younger, before I was even in a band, I would go watch him play down at the Sherman Hill Saloon. Oh, wow. Down in the neighborhood, way back in the day. And uh, it was him and uh, Harlan's son and, oh, and uh, Rick Mosqueda. Oh, wow, Platinum Blues Band yeah, there. Yeah, platinum, platinum Blues Band. I would go down and watch him play, and I always dug it, man. It's just something that I enjoyed. And then I got the pleasure of jamming with him with the Soul Searchers and finally got the pleasure of, uh, of backing him up on stage in his band. Yeah, and uh, uh, 
I mean, the other thing storied about him was just all the cats he played with in Chicago. I mean, he just he played with a lot of the real deal. So, and he used to tell all the stories about, you know, when he lived in Chicago and stuff. And, and then when Luther Allison would come to town, he would stay at his house because he knew Luther Oh, Allison. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was always cool, too. And it's like, uh, or, uh, and then the story he used to tell about when he first got to Des Moines, uh, he was playing with a rock band with, um, and I can't remember, it was one of the Gray Brothers who was a sax player. I can't remember which Gray Brother it was. And uh, during the first, when the first set got over, he, I guess both of them realized that this was a really boring gig. And I think it was Howard Gray. He said, uh, he said hey, hey, uh, why don't you come down to my club? Uh, let's go, let's go uh, play some blues down there. So they, they went down to the Sepia Club on Center Street, and Rick said they never went back. <laughs> so they just, and he said he just stayed on Center Street for the next 10 years, so that was pretty awesome. So good old Rick. Um, and I'm, I'm glad he was, uh, we put him in the Hall of Fame there in that first, that first year. So he, he enjoyed quite a uh, bit of gigs out of that. Uh, a lot of those first, the first year guys definitely did, you know. They, they all had big comebacks, and uh, that was what that was for. Uh, you know, so, you know, not only, you know, Jimmy probably played more gigs in, uh, you know, the last 10 years of his life than he did uh, up from, you know, when he first came to Des Moines, so, uh, and uh, also uh, uh, the, uh, ah, uh, what was it, uh, uh, George and Gil and, uh, and Harland, and uh, yeah, Harland even started the Backstage Boogie Band, which, uh, I'm currently playing with. <laughs> Even though Harlan's not in the band, unfortunately. Um, all right, so I think we can we can fit in one more tune. Nice segue, huh? Let's play one of yours, brother. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Unless John has got one he wants to play. Why don't we try to confuse everybody? Including ourselves. Yeah. No, we better not because if I do that, it's the I was going to do the do do Iowa, but I can't really do Iowa because we play that at the end of every show. Is we do the Iowa version that Jules sings. So, I don't know that I want to do that. Um, let's see, what have I not done on the show ever? Uh, Keith Urban. Uh, have you done that one? Yeah, I think I have. Um, we'll do Red House. See. <laughs> We're pros, folks. <laughs> well, we do it live, damn it. <laughs> and it's staying in.
day There's a red eyes over yonder That's where my baby stays I haven't seen my baby Not in now one a day Come on, Chano Wait a minute, something's wrong here. This key wanna lock this door. Wait a minute, something's wrong here. This key wanna lock this door. Don't leave me no more That's alright According to April Johnny's got my guitar This segment that we call Shameless Self-Promotion. Self and I don't think we have anything to promote, do we, Jono? 
Well, no, we just have some private parties coming up in the next month or two. Nothing public yet, so we'll keep in touch. All right. Yeah, same thing with Backstage you know, Boogie Band. We got a whole month off. But then Time I think for to learn some new songs. Yeah, I hope I can do that, but that's <clears throat> yeah, a long story. <laughs> yeah, we won't go into That's it. for another podcast. Yes. Mr. Krantz. Well, I got my church gig in Indianola on Sunday mornings. Well, hey, that's uh, a gig. Great yeah, gig. yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been doing it for a long time. Pays well, too. All right. And uh, the Wednesday night thing at the hall. Groovy. And a uh, few things coming up in October. I'm not sure of the dates yet, but... Well, see, you're busy than me and Jono, so there you go. Yeah. A little turn of events for, for a while, <laughs> I guess, maybe. <laughs> and, of course, I'm doing the podcast here on Sunday nights. That's right. And that doesn't get any better than That's that. That's right. Every Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, We're Sunday. Right here on our show. That's right. Some go, some blow. That's right. Comes around about 10 to midnight every Sunday night. You can hear us. Uh, usually an hour or so after we have just recorded this stuff. Someday we'll do it live. I, I'm toying with internet radio again, so we'll see. So, yeah, then we'd be doing this live. So, and Johnny, anything coming up besides our, we got that one gig for yeah, the bad boys. Just a little bad boy stuff, and yeah. uh, right now it's, it's about what's going on with me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's next. Oh, it's this month, end of the month, right? Last Thursday of the month, Uriah Mixdorf, I believe is the name of the guy who books out there at the Whiskey House, and uh, awesome place, and great food, and they have this really cool smoky drink you got to try. I don't drink, so I don't know what it's about, but I, I understand it has whiskey, and I think it's some sort of S some, some cigar smoke, maybe? I don't know, but... It smells like barbecue when they open it up, and it just goes throughout the whole bar, and it smells like barbecue, and it's awesome. And yeah. uh, they co it comes out in this, like this, uh, uh, a glass, I don't know what you would call it, you know, it's a, like a display case, <laughs> and the drink's in it, but you can't see it because it's filled with smoke. And they take it to the person's table, and they lift it up, and then the smoke kind of wafts around, and then they, they drink their drink, and... I've heard it has a really smoky taste to it. So, nice. so there you go. You get, you get the whiskey in the barrel too. That's right. A free, a free ad for the whiskey house coming out on Thursdays. At least our Thursday is still blues night, and uh, it sounds like he's moving blues to the weekends. So, starting at the beginning of the year, he's trying to get us out there on the weekend. So that would be awesome. And uh, I'm trying to keep it on a Friday because backstage plays on Saturday. So. Yes, they do. They've got some gigs coming up. Yes, they do. So, uh, let's see. Any other segments that we have? No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, well, that's another Iowa Blues Showcase that you've listened to one hour of your life of nothing but blues. So, help me God. So, hope you enjoyed the blues. I know that everyone's probably gotten the blues from watching a lot of news this week. <laughs> We won't go into the details, but you can probably figure it out if you're a smart person. So, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Bada boom, bada bing. So anyway, uh, I I think that uh, uh, first off, I want to thank Madam Jules for singing our clothing song. Our clothing song. Clothing. What was it? Clothing time. 
Yes, and if you listen close, you hear Johnny on the guitar back there, Norm on the bass, me and Scotty. So uh, that was a, yeah, that was a great show. Anyway, and the great Lee Bell recorded that. That's our closing song, by the way. So anyway, uh, hope you had a great week. Hope the the weather's been great. Paul's here. The leaves are changing color. Uh, we had a lot of uh, uh, good 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 weather. I like it when it's cold. So finally, it's this kind of stuff I like. So anyway. <laughs> Hope you guys have a great, great week, and we'll see you next week on the Iowa Blue Showcase. Yeah. All right. <laughs>